Before we dive in, this episode is being brought to you by my work less, stress less, guilt less strategies for a successful summer training bundle. These 21 strategies are the best, most popular, most impactful and actionable strategies that can help you craft your most ideal summer, all while working less, stressing less, and guilting less. Until June 10th, you can grab this entire bundle for only $19. It's a total steal when compared to the hundreds of hours of interviews I've done to gather these 21 strategies for you. Grab your copy today at youngpratt.com slash bundle. And now let's dive into today's topic. If you've ever been scrolling through your newsfeed and all of a sudden you stop because the graphics you see are just so scroll stopping good, well, I have something special for you on today's episode of the In a Weekend podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to this podcast where we help you to simplify to automate, and to leverage the often hidden assets inside your business quickly. On the last podcast, we talked all about using your transcriptions to create graphics and pull them out as text. And then we talked about how to use those texts and create some beautiful graphics. So today, our special guest is Nicole Thompson. She is a 28-year graphic design pro that has helped thousands of businesses really up their game as far as their branding. And today, she's agreed to come share some of the secrets of the pros when it comes to creating those scroll-stopping graphics. Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, Young. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. It's always my pleasure to get to connect with you and talk with you and, of course, share the wealth of knowledge that you have about graphic design and all the other amazing things like your podcast with everybody who is listening to this episode. So, Nicole, can you talk about some design fundamentals? Can we go back to the beginning when we talk about what makes good design from a 28-year design pro? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things that I see as a mistake that people make in creating their graphics for social media is they try to cram way too much copy on one little space. Because if you think about, say, your Instagram stories, you have these little blips of time that People are trying to hurry and read your text. And if you're giving them too much all in one bite, it's just too much to digest. So one of the biggest tricks is to keep it really, really simple. You want to minimize the amount of text that you have and try to get your message out in one fell swoop. So if you have a graphic that is going to be really bright and colorful and you have a lot of things going on in your image, you don't necessarily want to have a ton of copy for people to try to read at the same time. It just takes away from it. Mm -hmm. And when you confuse the eye, you're going to end up losing the interest. 
Absolutely. I've heard that in a different way. When you confuse, people always say no. So that's an interesting thought. So as far as creating these beautiful graphics that go maybe on Instagram or your Facebook feed or elsewhere, is there a rule to maybe the number of words you want to include on a single piece of like an asset like that? There's not necessarily a rule of how many words you want to use. If you're going to, say, use it for a story, I would recommend adding layers Hmm. so that as the story progresses, they get to read more bit by bit as the story continues through on Instagram or Facebook. Um, As far as a single graphic, if you're looking at it just in the news feed, you want something that's going to be easy to read, something that's going to grab their attention, and something they can get through quickly, because the average attention span that we have nowadays is about three seconds (laughs) where that that scroll goes by, and you're lucky if you get them to look that long. (laughs) Right, well, and I love that you brought up the point about being easy to read, because I'm one who loves those really scripty fonts. I don't use them often, though, because if I have trouble reading them and I know what they say, I'm sure that anyone who looks at it probably thinks, oh, my, what does that even say? So can we talk about how we use fonts when we think about creating, especially for social media? Yes, absolutely, because I know exactly what you're talking about with the scripty fun. (laughs) They're beautiful, they're gorgeous, and they're really fun to use if you really want to get something pretty going and they're really tempting because they are pretty. But as soon as you start using more than say about three or four words in a script font, Mm -hmm. it went down way too small because the average person is also looking at at these uh, social media feeds on their phone. So it's shrinking down to about two to three inches max that they're able to see this in. Compile that with a background picture and you're going to lose people's interest Mm -hmm. because the second they start getting frustrated with not being able to decipher what it says, they're going to scroll on by. And that's a really great thing you brought up as well about thinking about you have this device when you're creating and you before you put it out. Is it advisable to look at it on your phone to see how it looks before we put it on social media so we know that it's not confusing, it's easy to read? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you picture, you put something that's got a thousand words on it on a big bulletin board, people are going to be able to see that fine. But the second you shrink it down and you try to tell your whole story in that one little blip of, of a image, you're, you're just going to aggravate people and they're going to scroll away. So true. And I I have done that myself, where if I look at something, especially on social, and and I'm not there for any particular purpose, it's really easy to scroll by graphics that I'm sure people have invested a lot of money in or spent a lot of time creating, but they're not visually appealing because, like you said, they're confusing, the script is not readable, and there's just way too much busyness on it that I'll just keep scrolling. So today is all about how do we stop the scroll? Exactly. If you were going to boil down design, this is a, a big ask. If you were to boil down the idea of creating graphics that people really stop their scroll and stop to look at, 
Can you give us maybe three or four sort of elements of what we want to be thinking about as we're designing? Absolutely. I'd be happy to. The, the key concept that I tend to teach is, I call it, give it a kiss. Keep it super simple. So when you want to convey your message, you put it together in as brief a statement as possible. Get a nice pop of color. Not necessarily a, a busy graphic, but a nice pop of color. Make it super, super legible and nice, clean, crisp, bold fonts. Such good advice. So good because, again, it's tempting. I know I, I love going into places like Canva, and there's so many options and so many fonts and so many colors, and it's really easy to put too much in there. And then when that happens, it's just, you know, people are swiping by or scrolling up, and, and we don't want anyone to not stop and look at what you're creating because if you're spending any kind of resources on this, we definitely want to try to really make it appealing and captivating for our audiences. Nicole, is there a tool that you recommend people? Maybe maybe they're listening and they've never, ever designed anything. They've always hired it out, but maybe they're tired of having to pay those really big bucks sometimes or wait weeks and months. What do you recommend to start? Well, you've already said it. Canva is a great resource because you can either use their free version or what I tend to gravitate towards is the Canva Pro, which is, it's just got a lot more layers. It's got a lot more functionality to it. And it's not very expensive per month. It's, it's really inexpensive to use. And there is just limitless options of what you can create. But again, I go back to saying all those options can be very tempting to want to use all at once. So we've got to really show restraint. That That is probably the key thing with any social media graphics is showing that restraint and pulling back. I know you have like a million things that you want to get out there. But you don't need to do it all in one graphic. <laughs> and, and that's a really, really great idea because on this series, we've talked about multiplying your message. So if you have your transcript from an interview like this that you've done, you can pull out several things that can be little tweets, little short little snippets, and maybe you create five or even ten from every single transcript. That's far better because now you have ten pieces of content or five or three and you, again, just started with that one piece of video or audio content. And it's all about how do you get the most bang for your buck? Exactly. <laughs> well, if someone is scared about, about getting started, because, again, they've never done this, they've never heard of Canva, or they've heard of it and just have been intimidated by it, what words of wisdom can you share with them about just start because you never know what you're going to create until you start doing something. Exactly. It's, it's so, you're so right with that young, because if we never start, if we never put anything out there, we're never going to reach the people that we need to reach the people that are looking for what we have to offer, because we all have something special that we, we can share with the world, something that we've learned how to do and we've mastered. But 
they are maybe just in the beginning stages and they need to learn how to do this, but they don't know where to, where to turn to get started. And Canva is a very good way to do that because it is very easy to use. And yes, there's a lot of components to it. There, there are several different sections that take a little finesse learning how to do, but the basics are right there. They're, they're easy for you. It's a lot of drag and drop and mm -hmm. it's, it's a super simple program to get the hang of. And if you're, if you're just starting out, you can get something out there. You can tweak it. You can play with it. You're never going to make a big mistake because, I mean, in social media, we know it's gone in a blink anyway. <laughs> so it, it's always a good idea to at least get something out there, get started, and start getting your message out in front of people. And here's a little tip, too, for all you parents and grandparents or, or anyone with kids in your life at all. Kids are really, really adept and learn quickly. My girls, who are 15 and 12, they have been using Canva now for a couple of years, and they adore it. It is their go-to for graphics. My oldest actually has submitted some artwork for two STEM fairs, and she's won first place in both of those for digital design using Canva. So it really is a platform designed for anyone at any level. It and really Nicole, is. Yeah, absolutely. And Nicole, I know you have something, you've put something special together because when it comes to graphic design, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel intimidating. And I know for me personally, when I get to that point of overwhelm, I kind of tend to walk away and sometimes I don't always come back. And we want to make sure if you're listening to this podcast or you're watching this video, we don't want that to happen to you. Nicole, can you share what you have created to help people overcome those initial steps of, of just starting? Absolutely. I created a course called Designer in a Day. And what it teaches is the basics of getting started with Canva Pro. It's taught on the desktop version because, yes, there is a, a mobile version, which is a little glitchy. <laughs> so we, we tend to stick to the desktop version. But Designer in a Day teaches the basics of Canva, and it gets you really from the beginning, starting right from learning the core values of, of graphic design, the core pillars of graphic design, and moving up through actually designing a graphic right alongside me. And, and then it goes into a deep dive where I go into designing letterheads and book covers and podcast covers and Facebook page co uh, covers for that. And gosh, there's, there's really no limit once you get started. The infographics, like you had mentioned pulling the, the snippets out of your, your messages, your live videos and such. Um, it, it really, there's, there's no limit to what you can do once you can get the basics mastered. Nicole, thank you for mentioning podcasts and eBooks because if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you know that those things are my passions to help people create these amazing assets, all with less work and faster than you thought possible. Nicole, in addition to doing things like eBooks and podcast covers, what else can people use to create within Canva? 
A lot of people don't even realize that. I'm sure you've seen in in social media, you see the different ads for the printed T-shirts with all the fun sayings on them. You can create those graphics in Canva and actually upload them right to the different print-on-demand services and create your own little business right out of that. That is so good. Now, I know my girls would really, really love to do that. So parents listening or grandparents listening, this could be a really great thing to do together to show your kids how they can turn their ideas into tangible things and start their own side business, which could grow and scale as they need. Summer is right around the corner, and I know a lot of kids are out there looking for part-time jobs, and I know my oldest struggles with that because she doesn't turn 16 until the middle of summer. So getting a job when summer's halfway over is going to be tough. So if she can create these t-shirts and do print on demand, that's another way she can start funding her own adventure. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. And you know, another cool thing too, you, you actually, when you said funding, you made me think of it. These are great options for creating fundraisers. It's great for teachers. It's, it's great for family reunions. You can, you can use this on so many levels, and you're not paying a designer or buying designs that you have to wait for forever. I mean, graphic design services can be extremely expensive, and sometimes it's not easy to get your design conveyed over to the designer in just one shot, so then you're paying for revisions too. Oh, so good. And I know in your other business, you do things like this, you create these promotional products. And I think that's a really cool thing to be able to do. And, you know, we're set up when I had my performing arts school, it was getting really costly. The setup fee alone to do one single run of a a commemorative t-shirt, I mean, it would run upwards of a hundred plus dollars just to do the setup. And that's with me designing it. And, And, you know, so definitely this is a way to save some some money for sure if you have any kind of inkling for design or if you just bring your kiddos on board and let them run with it and just give them that encouragement that they need to start creating something that they're excited about. Definitely. Nicole, I want to make sure that people can connect with you if they have questions about Designer in a Day or maybe your podcast or any of your other businesses. Can you tell us where to find you? Yep, I'm located on all the social media channels. I can typically be found under Nicole Thompson Now. Uh, That's usually the tagline I go by. On Instagram, it's NicoleThompson.Now. Um, but you can find my website at NicoleThompsonNow.com. You can learn all about Designer in a Day and any of my upcoming courses that I'm offering. My podcast is available through there. My podcast is called Build Your Wealth. And that's where I talk about how you can actually learn how to start your own business and you don't have to be stuck in the nine to five grind. So, so good. And definitely after this video is done, I'll have you come back in and put those resources down below because I want to make sure people have access to you because it's not often, especially in the online space, we meet people who have the wealth of knowledge that you have specifically with graphic design, Nicole. So I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. This is an episode you may want to go back and listen to again. And if you have someone you think could benefit, definitely tell them about this podcast. Let them know all the cool stuff that we can create here. 
far easier and far faster than you ever thought possible. Nicole, thank you so much. Thank you, Young, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I always love talking to you. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you more ideas in the coming weeks about how you can multiply your message by turning a single piece of content, like a video or an audio, into so many different forms that you can literally have hundreds of things to share on social, all from one piece of content. We'll catch you next time. Cheers, my friends. Before you head out on your day, I want you to ditch the mom guilt and the stress that often accompanies summertime, especially when it comes to raising your kiddos along with your business. Be sure to grab my 21 workless, stressless, and guiltless strategies over at youngpratt.com slash bundle. And that, my friends, is a wrap on this episode. I look forward to catching up with you on the next one. Cheers. Cheers.